Welcome to episode 12 of season 1 of the Grace Station podcast. My name is Jason and I want to thank you for downloading uh, today's episode. You can also subscribe by visiting iTunes and searching for The Grace Station. You can also go to thegracestation.com and use that same information, The Grace Station uh, page. You can go to our Twitter and our Facebook. It's all at The Grace Station. Uh, com, and you can check us out. Um, this is, you can probably tell from the audio quality, a little bit of a unique episode. I'm on the way home uh, from Thanksgiving uh, with my family, and uh, my uh, wife and the kids are in another car, and I'm kind of traveling down the road by myself, and it's been several months since I last sat down to record an episode, and I wanted to fill you guys in about a little bit about what was going on then and then let you know kind of where we're headed in 2017. I'm very excited about the podcast. Um, in 2016, I have faced for the first time really as an adult uh, some pretty, uh, it's one of those times when you don't know how to describe it. Even somebody like me who likes to uh, talk. Um, I've had some illness that I've been dealing with that thankfully I'm over now, um, and it wasn't just a single illness. Um, I had some problems uh, with a kidney stone that um, just went on and on and drug on for months, and then on top of that, I just had some some back issues and uh, and a few other little things with some sleep issues that thankfully, and I'm praising the Lord for this, uh, through a series of really good doctors and some folks who really knew what they were doing, I'm doing a whole lot better. So I didn't want to bore you with that, but I did think that it was, um, I had a little bit of an obligation to you guys. Some of you have listened and subscribed and you probably thought, man, what happened? And each time I would set aside some time to record, I just either wouldn't feel good or I'd have a doctor's appointment or, or obligations with work or you know how it is. And so I'm doing this just kind of uh, on my own time and, and really enjoy the podcast and the recording of it. And I really have some unique ideas. So that's kind of where 2016, well now in the last couple of weeks, I've started to really feel a lot better. I've gotten some help with my issues that I was having sleeping and I'm excited about 2017. Um, we're going to start what we call season two, and that will begin at the first part of January. Probably once our um, kiddos get back in school, so that second or third, fourth day in January. And and my my goal is to begin releasing um, twice monthly podcasts. Now, I'd love to go to once a week. But I don't want to overextend myself, and I want the podcast quality to be uh, better than it was before. So I've invested and plan to invest in some better audio equipment, and I'm also hoping to add a an a uh, an online video component to the podcast. Now, I have several ideas for how I want that to go. And I also have several formats that I'm exploring. So what I'll plan to do is throughout November and December, I will be releasing hopefully at least one or two beta tests of my video ideas. 
and I'll link to all of that from thegraystation.com. And if you're subscribed to the feed, it'll this. I hope that this information will show up in your feed. I'm not exactly sure, but I'll have to check exactly how I've got that set up. Uh, but I'll, I'll let you know either way. Either I'll record a podcast telling you where it'll be, or it'll just show up in your feed. And uh, again, I didn't want to bore you with all of this uh, minutia. And uh, I hope you haven't dropped off already. But because I want to have a little mini podcast as I'm riding down the road. Um, but I do apologize for the sound quality. I'm hoping to rectify all of that. And I'm really excited. Um, uh, God is just blessing our church and we're seeing people come to understand his grace and his mercy and I just can't help but be excited about sharing more about that online and with a larger um, audience again you can find the grace station now on um, iTunes and you could probably pick it up in your other podcatchers if you use one on your phone that's not an Apple product and I'll be linking to that and uploading that um, before we get into the heart of today's episode, I do want to encourage you, um, if you're led, and, and this is just strictly, you know, if this is something you do, if you shop through Amazon, if you will visit thegraystation.com, that's our main website, thegraystation.com, and before you go to Amazon to purchase um, just your routine items that you purchase, there's just a link there that says support the Gray Station. Just click on it. And literally, it just takes you to Amazon's homepage. And you can shop for the stuff that you normally buy through Amazon. It won't cost you a penny, um, but I'll make a few pennies off of sales, uh, depending on what you were to buy. And uh, uh, it's just a way to make a little extra money to put towards the equipment that I want to purchase. Uh, there's a pretty nice camera set up that I'd like to purchase, as well as some audio recording stuff and um, I also have some other ideas for expanding the reach of the website and uh, you can support it there and it's it's just very simple um, you click there buy whatever you're gonna normally buy and then a portion of that um, will will come to the gray station and uh, we'll use it to keep the website up and hosted and etc etc as the site grows um, the cost for the file hosting and all that kind of good stuff it can go up so um, this is just kind of one of those things some folks have said hey what can we do to help promote the site and I don't really feel comfortable with much of that other than to say hey if you're gonna shop at Amazon click that link boom it just works uh, you know pretty easily so with that being said I've thought about Thanksgiving a lot <clears throat> I thought about uh, what are some things that grace believers uh, in particular, all believers are grace believers, by the way. We're all saved by grace. <laughs> we're all kept by grace, and we're all um, empowered by His grace. Um, but there's some folks that just aren't enjoying it. And, uh, you know, uh, God's love is available to all humanity, and His forgiveness is available to all mankind. And and uh, he's, he's not uh, particular about denomination or race or background or education level or political affiliation um, what he asked for is our faith and that we trust him and that we receive uh, the full work of what Jesus has done for us that on the cross Jesus bore our sin he, he, he took all that could separate a man from God all that was in man's heart that man experienced his separation all the man's guilt and shame and sin and wickedness and 
and brokenness and blindness, you know, spiritual blindness and our ignorance. And, you know, I always tell my folks, God took all that was real and all that was imagined. He, he became all those things. Everything you thought separated you and anything that did separate you, um, he became that for us. And, uh, you know, God made him who knew no sin to become our sin, become sin on our behalf that we might be called to become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, that we, that he would be our wisdom and our sanctification and our life and our hope and our joy. And this is the great benefit, uh, the great list of benefits that the believer uh, now possesses. And so as we kind of head into 2017, I thought... Man, let's get on there and let's talk about some things we're thankful for. So this will be kind of a bonus episode. And uh, I may use this recording method. It's just on my phone uh, for these kind of hit or miss. Um, is that the right word? No, kind of, uh, uh, you know, just basic episodes. Man, I've been thinking about what we could be thankful for because of the grace of Jesus. And I came up with five, and you could multiply that by Five thousand, and you wouldn't begin to list all the benefits. But these are the ones that kind of hit my heart. As like, uh, these are the things that whenever I think about the grace of God, um, they really do blow my mind. Um, the first is that if we've trusted Jesus Christ um, and based solely on His death, burial, and resurrection, and His love and His forgiveness, um, we have stepped over from death into life. I'd say the first great benefit is that we have and we are possessors of the life of Christ. And that life is, a, is, a, is inherently eternal. It, it, it can't be taken away. It can't end. Um, Christ died once for all, and he's not going to die again. And when we receive Jesus Christ as our Savior, an even greater thing happens. He receives us as his son or as his daughter, as a member of his own heart. And uh, he saves us with an eternal salvation and grants us life everlasting. Now, you can parse all the scripture you want about what's important, but I would say that chief among man's fears is the fear of death. And you have to forgive my voice. I've been, uh, have some terrible allergies. But I, I was so excited about the idea of this Thanksgiving podcast. <laughs> I just had to get on here and talk. Um, I talk to myself all the time. I figured, man, why don't you just get on there and, and uh, say a thing or two about our, our awesome Savior. So the first, the, great, the first great benefit that I could, I could just talk about uh, and think about for days is, is the fact that um, I don't have to fear death. I don't have to fear separation. I don't have to fear uh, all the things that are associated with death, um, I don't have to worry about. Now, listen, that doesn't mean that this body that I have and that, that I'm walking around with, I've had ample evidence in 2016 that it's it's not eternal. <laughs> the body itself, the the idea, it's, it's a, a faulty system, so to speak, you know. Adam has passed down to us some, some brokenness, and uh, I want to take as uh, a good a care of my body as I can so that I can honor God through my efforts and through my uh, enterprise. But um, the reality is 
I'm never going to pass away. I'm never going to die. This body may, but Jason is going to just keep right on because Jesus keeps right on. And so he, you imagine one of man's greatest fears is, is death. And in one motion, fear is overcome by the love of Jesus Christ and eternal life becomes ours. Now, the second thing, and it's a little more nuanced, is that the grace believer doesn't have to walk around in the condemnation of his sin. When we make a mistake or when we think about our failures or when we assume that we've done something wrong or when we uh, know we've done something wrong or when we uh, mess up or when we uh, tried to do the right thing and said the wrong thing or when we said the right thing in the wrong time and you know how complicated life can be. Um, and, 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 and the con condemnation can come from a thousand different places. It can be uh, uh, associated with, uh, you know, so what someone else says or what we think, uh, what we read or what we hear. Or, and uh, boy, for the person who is sensitive to what God's will is and desires to do and to follow after the truth, it can, it can almost become overwhelming when we mess up um, if we're not aware that all condemnation has been done away with in Jesus Christ. And there, it, doesn't, it no longer exists. That We, we live a guilt-free, um, uh, clear, open, honest, freeing relationship with Jesus is just ours. Now, that goes against some of the more popular ways of communicating about God that He's usually angry with you, or frustrated with you, or disappointed with you, and you need to quote unquote get right. And I wouldn't hurt any of my brothers or sisters in Christ's feelings by uh, disagreeing, but I would try to stand on the truth that a man is uh, a man is made right with God by the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, and by His faithful duty that He carries out 24 hours a day, seven days a week, as our advocate as our brother, as our savior and our friend, and he declares what's true about me. He, he declares what's true about me, and what's true about me is all my sin, past, present, and future has been done away with, and I'm his and he's mine. Now, that's a radically different kind of experience than a lot of Christians have, but it's the truth. And it's the truth not because it's something I necessarily feel all the time, but it's the truth because it's what the Word of God says, and he wouldn't lie to him. You can read that in Romans chapter 8 if you want to, where Paul, after Romans chapter 7, is struggling with the idea of understanding the law and his behavior and all that kind of stuff. And he comes to some wonderful conclusions in Romans chapter 8. But chief among those conclusions is the idea that we're free from condemnation. Now, that doesn't mean we don't have a conscience, and it doesn't mean we're not aware of sin. But what it allows us to do is remove the guilt component for how we deal with that behavior. In other words, if we make a mistake, <clears throat> we no longer have to treat that mistake as a barrier between us and God in doing something about that mistake. In other words, if I lie to someone, or if I let someone down, or if I hurt someone, or if I do a thing I shouldn't do, or even if I do something that I thought was the right thing to do, and it turns out it wasn't. And I think that's what Paul's talking about there. Some of that's in Romans chapter 7, the idea, man, I was doing my best, and I did my worst. <laughs>
so whether it's willful disobedience to the truth or ignorance or an act that was thought to be good and was was not well the reason that grace is so amazing is it frees us from having to sit there and ponder what in the world do I do about this between myself and God well there's nothing between you and God about that thing it's been dealt with so what does that allow me to do well rather than try to sit around and worry whether or not God's forgiven me I can use wisdom and kindness and goodness that God's put in my heart and rather than worry about whether or not God's upset with me I can go to the person that I offended or the group that I offended or whatever and uh and I can make things right with them in other words it allows me to be very practical about my failures you know when I tell a lie it's not so much that it affects God in the sense that God's up there going oh my goodness I just didn't know Jason was gonna lie today uh, heaven's trembling you know no it allows me to tell God Lord I man I shouldn't have done that and then allow his spirit to remind me well I still love you Jason and you're forgiven and you're mine and then well who did I lie to or who did I uh, do that harsh thing too well is it appropriate for me to go apologize to them or the next time I see them to treat them better or if I can't actually go to that person is it appropriate for me in the next situation I'm with somebody else in that same situation uh, to learn and to not do it you know it allows me to deal with the practical realities of my sin rather than to kind of I hate to say this, over spiritualize the matter. <laughs> you know, it, it brings it down to an earthly level. You know, uh, if I do, let's say, uh, you know, one of the warnings that Paul gives us is not to exasperate our children. Well, let's say I'm a little too harsh with one of my kids in uh, the way I correct them. You know, I say th something to them and and it, it doesn't encourage them, it discourages them. Or, and, uh, and I shouldn't have done that. Well, I don't necessarily have to go apologize. I don't have to go, but perhaps the next time I'm in that situation, I can I can handle it better. I can allow the spirit to guide me. I can I can listen to the truth. I can I can love them and see not having that condemnation coming from God. My mind can be open to bless bless the folks in practical and real ways. See, I think sometimes we like the idea of confessing to God and begging Him to forgive us and wallowing in our sins because once we're done with that emotional thing well we get to feel better but hasn't really impacted the person that we hurt or the action in the future how many of us have had the same behavioral issues and we've begged god to forgive and cleanse and wash and all that stuff over and over and over and over and as a matter of fact that becomes a pattern in a lot of churches and a lot of whole denominations are built around the idea of guilt and forgiveness guilt and forgiveness guilt and forgiveness over and over well you read the book of hebrews and that's kind of the mindset of the ancient israelites and the writer of hebrews talks about the idea that our our high priest has has offered one sacrifice him on his own self and he sat down at the hand of the right uh, right hand of the father and he's not sacrificing anymore you know he's not standing day after day offering sacrifice for sin it's done and we live, live in that joy and that freedom uh gotta hurry with this one the third thing that i think all believers in grace and then the love of jesus the thing that we can celebrate is that 
we don't have to live in a religious mindset. We can live in a relational mindset. And beyond that, we don't have to be beholden to the little everyday things of religion and worry about dress codes and worry about, uh, you know, we got to have church in this kind of building or this kind of setting or we got to look this kind of way or we got to do this kind of thing. Now, I'm, I'm all for men and women looking like men and women and I'm all for modesty. I think the Bible teaches that throughout. But uh, I'm also for freedom and, and wisdom in, in what we wear and what we do. And, boy, it's just, it's just so easy when you just, you know, you're not under some religious code for how you're going to look. But you just trust Jesus every day and, and allow him to lead you and guide you and just enjoy that. And beyond the religious mindset about how you look, the, the way you pray or the way that you worship or the music that you listen to, you know, or all that religious stuff where you get caught up, this style's good and this style's bad and that, you know, well, my goodness, I'm, I'm glad that not everybody likes the kind of things that I like, that not everyone enjoys the music I enjoy. Uh, it'd be a boring world if everybody looked like me and thought like me and talked like me. I mean, you can hear my voice now, I'm about as sore throat and southern as you can get. But uh, boy, I don't have to have a religious mindset. That doesn't mean that I don't believe that folks who are in a more formal setting uh, can't be grace folks. Um, some of the most gracious, kind people I know worship God in very what you might call traditional or formal settings. And some of the most gracious folks I know worship Him in some of the more modern and open and free, you might say. And there's a lot of code words there that, you know, depending on where you're from and how you were raised, you can have a concept of god in a box that god lives in a building or god lives in one ministry or quite frankly that god lives only in your heart <laughs> you know that you've kind of i know this i've learned this in 20 plus years there's a lot of ways and i'm gonna use this cautiously you know what i mean there's a lot of ways to do this christian walk there's a whole lot of ministries there's a whole lot of methods there's a whole lot of this and if you get wrapped up in the religion of a thing, well, you're going to miss the beauty of the relationship, you know. It's like marriage. Uh, a lot of marriages, you know, you can get a book and read about marriage, and that's good, and that's fine. Some, some great stuff written out there. But the reality is the marriage between, between you and your spouse is going your marriage is going to be as unique as the two of you are unique from other people. Your marriage is going to be just that unique. And it's the relationship that's important, and it's it's finding out how you operate within that relationship. And so in some marriages, uh, the wife does most of the cooking and the husband takes care of the stuff outside. And uh, But you know what? That's not always true. In a lot of marriages, the husband does the cooking and the wife takes care of the stuff outside or some combination thereof. And in some marriages, nobody cooks. <laughs> and in some marriages, both cook. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and so which is right? Well, that's when you get a religious mindset. When you try to be right about things that aren't scriptural, that aren't the truth, that are just how people like a thing. And uh, so I don't, I don't put anybody down for any style of worship they want to use. 
or or any methodology that works for them or their group. Uh, but I'll also not subject myself to other folks' religious ideas about whether or not I should do a thing or be a part of something or worship a certain way, etc. In other words, I'm free and they're free. And uh, and so my, the only limits, I think, to all that kind of stuff is biblical. Whatever the Bible says is the truth. Uh, whatever the Apostle Paul has written to the church of Jesus Christ, and I think we ought to follow that as close as as close as we can and and even in that to give grace in the small things you know major on the majors and minor on the minor believer has eternal life the believer can live every day free of condemnation and the believer can enjoy a relationship with the eternal God of the universe and doesn't have to be religious about it uh, my voice is about to give out, so let's go with number four. This is going to be the longest episode. <laughs> number four. Y'all check this one out. The believer has an opportunity in, in every circumstance to live with an expectant hope that God might use him or her to do or to say or to be or to give something awesome. And what I mean by that is every single day for the believer is just another day spent on this planet <laughs> with, uh, with a thousand different opportunities for God to, through us, bless other people. And we get to just be a part of that. He'll use our brains he'll use our skill set he'll use our strengths and somehow he even uses our weakness <laughs> our weaknesses you know and he does so to bless other people so imagine a life that's eternal uh, free of condemnation and perfect in its relationship between uh, father and son believer and savior and is useful uh, there's nothing that feels better to the human spirit, I don't imagine, than to be useful. Uh, we just came from Thanksgiving Day, and um, I don't cook our Thanksgiving. We always go to my parents or my wife's parents, and we eat there and have just a wonderful good time. But when we're finished, uh, it's usually my job at one or both to, and it's not even a job. It's just my the task that I'm the only thing I'm good for <laughs> is, to, is to, to clean the tables and wash the dishes and put stuff away. And I'll usually do that while the other folks are talking in the den or hanging out around the table. Now, that's not compulsory. I don't have to do it. It's something I do willingly, and it's it, it brings me, in an odd way, great joy. It brings me... I just feel good about myself, and, and I'm not even ashamed to say that, but I even feel better about the fact that I give the fam other family members, a, you know, 15 or 30 extra minutes to relax. I'll usually bring one or two of the kids in with me and talk to them and ask them about, you know, maybe it's somebody I hadn't seen in a while. You know, that's how Jesus wants to use us. I think we've overanalyze what it means to share into the life of Jesus. Look at his life on earth. What did he busy himself with? You know, we usually read those uh, 
miracles and we'll think, oh, well, that's what Jesus was mainly about. But most of the time he was walking around, talking, hanging out, caring for people, praying to his father, learning more about the scripture, sharing the word, encouraging, uh, challenging sometimes, you know. He was always active and he was always in the Father's will. And the joy of that for him was that whatever he was doing, it was it was the it was in relationship with his father and it was a blessing to other people. And we can be that, think about that, every day for the rest of our lives. And so I guess the last and most um, I don't know how to say this. I'd say the fifth benefit. Let's, let's relist them. The first is we have eternal life. The second is we live every day where we're not condemned. The third one is that we have the freedom of an open and pure relationship with, uh, with the God of the universe, the one who has died and raised himself up, from, been raised up from the dead and, and revealed himself to us in love. All right? And... and Every day, the fourth one is every day we have opportunity to just share that love, to share in it, to receive it, <laughs> to, to receive, you know, the beauty of it and to turn around and share it, you know. And I guess the fifth, the fifth thing that grace really benefits us for is that we don't have to live a life of tearing other folks down. See, I don't have anything to offer. I didn't have anything to offer God. Nothing. You know? Uh, if I was to take every ounce of intelligence, uh, all the wealth I could accumulate, any amount of social influence or cultural impact, and I was to wrap it all up and put it under a Christmas tree and offer it to the Father in eternity, the Father of eternity, and I was really trying to make an exchange. It wouldn't even be a gift worth unpacking. Now, I don't say that stuff because God didn't bless me with some intelligence and some amount of uh, couth and some amount of social connection and some amount of cultural relevance to my small circle of friends and the folks that know me. I say that because in comparison to other people, I might have some things to either boast about or feel bad about. But in comparison to the eternal, infinite, omnipresent, omniscient God of the world, I mean, excuse me, God of the universe, uh, I, just, I just fall into insignificance. I'm so finite and limited as to be uh, unnecessary for the conversation. And yet, this same God, he loved me. He loved me beyond my capacity to even understand it. He loved me before I need, knew I needed that love. He loved me before the foundation of the world. He loved me before my, my first breath. He loved me in my darkest sin. He loved me in my most foolish act. He loved me at my religious uh, high point. And he loved me at my cruelest low point. He loved me when I was unlovable. He loved me when I thought I was better than anybody else. He loved me when I thought that I wasn't worth nothing. <laughs> That's a double negative. That's fine. That described me.
Now, you wouldn't have been able to see all those qualities. There'd have been times when you would have met me and you'd have thought, hey, that Jason, he's a pretty good guy. He's a pretty good friend or he's a pretty good worker. And you would have been right on the scale of humanity. I'd have been pretty good. And there'd have been other times you'd have seen me and you'd say, ooh, that Jason, he's lower. I mean, he's just, there ain't nothing about him uh, worth talking to anybody about. That this, you can't imagine the way he talks and the way he does. And you know what? You'd have been right in the scale of humanity to call me that and, and to say a whole lot worse. God loved me in it all. He loved me on my best day and he loved me on my worst. And you know what? The thing that makes me special is his love. That's it. It's his love. It's not even my ability to understand it that makes me special. It ain't my ability to talk about it. It's not my ability to share it. It's not my ability to put out this podcast that makes me special. What makes me special is what makes every single human being special. And that's the fact that the God who created us is the God who sent his son to redeem us. And it's the God who wants us and it's the God who loves us. And so I don't have to trip out on other folks a whole lot. Now, that don't mean I'm perfect. I get just as annoyed and frustrated with other people um, as, I guess, the next guy. You know, because folks, we let each other down. That's just part of the human condition. But, man, I'm able to let go of a lot of that stuff. Why? Because I don't have to look at the next man and say, you're not as good as me or I'm better than you or vice versa. I can look at him and say, man, there's somebody else that the God who saved me wants to save or has saved and loves and wants and cares about. And that frees me. It frees me up to not compare and contrast. I'm not trying to be better than anybody else. I'm not trying to be better than anybody else. I'm trying every day. And I use the word trying cautiously. I'm enjoying the process of just every single day. Knowing him, enjoying him, and living out of the strength of who he is. And uh, I encourage you to do so. We have that life which is eternal. We have a relationship that will not change. We do not have to experience the condemnation from our sin because we have been eternally made, been made right by the shed blood of Jesus Christ and the power of his resurrection and the sure promise of his Holy Spirit in our hearts. And beyond all of those other promises, we don't have to live a life where we look and measure ourselves against one another. The only measure for us is the life of Jesus Christ. And it's his life which has become ours, and it's his life that we enjoy. Guys, I hope you enjoyed this kind of impromptu throw together on the road recording, and I hope it recorded. Ooh, if it didn't record. I'm going to be upset, but I think it did. 35 minutes, wow. Y'all forgive me for my voice sounding like this. And uh, as you can tell when my voice goes or I'm on the road, I don't uh, I don't worry so much about how southern I sound. <laughs> I, I use up, uh, my accent just comes all out whenever I'm not feeling up to, uh, I'm not even sick. That's what's weird. It's just my allergies. But um, hey guys, if you'd like to support the podcast, Please retweet. Visit me at Twitter, The Gray Station. I mean, excuse Yeah, The Gray Station. And then check us out on Facebook at The Gray Station. And especially go to thegraystation.com. Click that Amazon link. Do your Christmas shopping through there. And as you uh, are able to buy the stuff that you normally would. Now, listen, I'm not it for folks going into debt and all that kind of good stuff. I'm just talking about if, if this is what you normally do. 
that those few pennies add up and they would really help to defray some of this cost. Y'all have a blessed and awesome uh, rest of the week. And uh, I'm very thankful for everyone who downloads and listens uh, to the podcast. Um, this is Jason, and I hope y'all have a blessed day.